Hi, and welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast, where authenticity meets wellness. I'm your host, Mackenzie Missel, a certified holistic health coach and certified international health coach. In this podcast, we're diving into the heart of health and wellness, where we'll be exploring all of the real, raw, and imperfect aspects of this transformative journey, while talking about all of the wellness hot topics and trends that I know you guys see online. So without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie Missile, and I'm so excited to welcome you to episode number four. Today, we're going to be talking about macronutrients, and I'm really, really excited for this episode because I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to macronutrients, and my goal in making this episode is to explain what macronutrients are, especially through bite-sized nuggets of information, and I just want to share how you can find the right bio-individual ratio of macronutrients for you. And I just want this to be a super easy to understand episode that you can apply to your own life because I think this is a topic that everyone should know about, especially when it comes to nutrition, but unfortunately isn't taught to us. And I hope that this helps you in your wellness journey. But first, let's talk about my let's get real habit and my let's get real hot topic or trend for this week. So my let's get real habit of the week is tongue scraping. And this is definitely something that has up-leveled my whole oral hygiene routine and has become such a non-negotiable for me in the morning. So if you don't know what it is, tongue scraping is taking this like U-shaped metal thing that has two little handles on either end and you basically just use it to scrape your tongue after you brush your teeth in the morning and it just cleans off all the stuff off your tongue. And I don't think we realize like how much is actually on our tongue and kind of forget about it when we brush our teeth. So it's kind of gross to see what comes off in the morning, but really satisfying just to see like the before and after. And I was truly such a hater at first. I will not lie about that because it just seemed really pointless and one of those things that people say you need, but you really just don't need. And I got one for Christmas in my stocking and they're like $5 online. Um, but I really noticed a difference in my taste and I just feel so much cleaner. So that's my let's get real habit of the week because I am truly obsessed with my tongue scraping. So now on to my let's get real hot topic or trend for the week. So my let's get real hot topic or trend for the week is really two different trends that I've seen a lot in the wellness community online, but I have the same message for both of them, so I just wanted to group them together as a whole for today's episode because I think it's also kind of relevant for what we're going to be talking about, especially the protein section, but um, I'll just jump right into it, but I don't think either one of these two diets or lifestyles is very healthy at first. I'm not a person that prescribes to any specific diet. I tend to gravitate towards more whole foods and less processed foods. And I think that both the carnivore diet and veganism works for people at first because they come off eating like fast food and ultra processed foods and start eating more plants and meat and their that their bodies are craving. But I think that just going to either extreme is not healthy. And I think avoiding extremes is really important to talk about because in the health and wellness space, especially, I feel like there's such an underlying message that you have to go to an extreme to get the results you want, which is super toxic and 
to me leads to burnout and people just quitting and giving up on forming a healthier lifestyle. And you really just want to form habits that make sense for you and are sustainable for you to keep and also turn into a lifestyle and just like fill your cup up. And I don't think going to either extreme of the carnivore diet or veganism is healthy to begin with because a carnivore diet to me is unhealthy because you just avoid carbs and fiber that you need. But also on the opposite end of that, going to the other extreme of veganism and not eating enough protein, especially um, only eating incomplete proteins, we'll talk more about that in the episode, can be really unhealthy for you. So it's really important to find a good balance uh, between the two. So that's my let's get real hot topic or trend of the week. So let's just jump into today's episode and let's get real about macronutrients. So what is a macronutrient? Macronutrients are nutrients that we need in large amounts and that support bodily functions. There are three of them, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. On the other hand, micronutrients are the vitamins and minerals that we hear a lot about, like vitamin C, vitamin D, magnesium, all those things. And I feel like that's talked a lot more about than macronutrients, which is why I wanted to make this episode because you need to consume way more macronutrients than you do micronutrients, which are those vitamins and minerals. So that's about it in terms of what a macronutrient is. It's pretty simple and straightforward, but I just want to dive deeper into each of the three just to explain each of them a little bit more and how to optimize them in your diet. So the first macronutrient that I'll be talking about is carbohydrates or more commonly referred to as just carbs. Carbs are the most commonly discussed of the three macronutrients and the one that gets the most hate. I would also say that this takes up majority of a lot of people's diets, which I'll get into later, but carbohydrates are the primary source of energy for our bodies and they're the quickest macronutrient to be converted into energy or glucose. They are most commonly found in foods like fruit, vegetables, breads, pasta, rice, chickpeas, corn, desserts, and soda. There are also two types of carbohydrates, simple and complex. Simple carbohydrates are the carbs that are more quickly converted into glucose and spike your blood sugar levels, while complex carbs take a little bit more time for your body to digest due to their higher fiber content, so your blood sugar doesn't spike as fast after eating complex carbs as much as they would with simple carbs. And this is one of the most important, maybe the most important distinction between the two types because although it is normal for your blood sugar to rise after eating, you do want to avoid rapid spikes and crashes that will leave you feeling really tired and craving more carbs every time you crash. You also want to have sustained energy throughout your day that allows you for a steadier rise and fall in glucose throughout the day. And some examples of simple carbohydrates include fruit juice, raw and brown sugar, corn syrup, and high fructose corn syrup, and soda. While some examples of complex carbohydrates are apples, berries, bananas, broccoli, carrots, and quinoa. So the easiest way to distinguish the two is to think traditional sugar when it comes to simple carbs and to think more of fruits and vegetables when it comes to complex carbs. So that was a lot of information, but now I want to break down the key takeaways and hacks for carbs. 
So carbs are the best for quick energy and especially before you work out so that way your body can easily access that energy throughout the workout and you're not feeling super sluggish and tired. So this could look like eating a banana before you go work out. And another takeaway is that complex carbs generally tend to be healthier for you than simple carbs due to the slowed down digestion process and blood sugar aspects. So another takeaway is more of me debunking a myth that I hear a lot about, which is that fruit is just sugar. And I see people who lean more into the carnivore diet say this and to oversimplify fruit into being just sugar is just a little bit ridiculous to me which leads me into my final takeaway from carbs which is that your body needs carbohydrates to exist for energy so don't demonize the macronutrient as a whole it serves a purpose and like i said earlier complex carbs that contain fiber are so crucial for our diet The next macronutrient we're going to talk about is proteins. So proteins also receive a lot of attention, rightfully so, because proteins are the building block of life. Proteins are essential for repairing tissue, building muscle, organs, nails, and hair. Proteins also support the immune system, make up blood cells, hormones, and enzymes, and also assist your cells in making new proteins. Proteins are also made up of chains of amino acids, which are broken down and used to build tissue, signal metabolism, and other processes. There are 20 amino acids in total, including 9 amino acids that our body cannot produce on its own, which brings us to the two categories of proteins, complete and incomplete. So complete proteins contain all 9 essential amino acids that our bodies cannot make on their own, while incomplete proteins don't contain all 9 of the essential amino acids and are hence incomplete. You can, however, mix and match incomplete proteins to get all nine amino acids and make a complete protein. Some examples of complete proteins include meat, fish, poultry, eggs, and dairy products. So think animal products. And on the other hand, incomplete proteins include vegetables, beans, nuts, seeds, and grains. So think more plant-based proteins. And as I mentioned earlier, protein's a building block of life, and insufficient protein intake can lead to serious conditions like muscle wasting, impaired immune function, and women losing their period. On the other hand, excessive intake of protein can strain the kidneys and other organs, so finding the sweet spot for you is important to get the right amount of protein in your diet. And I'd also say the easiest way to do this is by trying to add in protein to majority of your meals. That's something I do by eating hard-boiled eggs, chicken, salmon, or steak. So like I did with carbs, I want to recap some key takeaways about protein. The first takeaway is that animal proteins are complete proteins and also are packed with fat, so it's kind of like a two-in-one, while plant-based proteins are incomplete proteins and are higher in carbs. That is why personally, I like to stick to animal-based proteins, but do what's best for you and always consult your doctor about your diet and what is optimal for you. 
The other key takeaway I want to stress is how important protein is for you and that you need it to live and maintain your health. I've seen so many women especially stay away from meat and protein because they're afraid they'll gain weight or look at bulky when in reality it'll just make you fuller for longer. You won't have intense carb cravings and then the spikes and crashes that follow with it. And typically eating a higher protein diet makes your body lean out while maintaining and building the muscle you want. So if you want your hair and nails to be super healthy, ditch all of the products that are marketed as miracle fixes for you and just eat more protein. Specifically, I always recommend animal-based protein. And finally, the last takeaway for protein is to make sure you get in enough protein after you work out to help build muscle and repair your tissues so that way you can help your body recover better. So the final macronutrient that we'll be discussing and that there is, is fats. And I feel like fats are the least talked about out of the macronutrients as of recent times, but was definitely bigger in the 90s with low-fat diets. So right off the bat, I do want to say and preface that fat is healthy and essential for your health. However, not all fat is the same, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So fat's roles include nutrient absorption, hormone production, and protecting your organs. That's why it's super important to not take some supplements, specifically fat-based supplements, on an empty stomach because you want your body to be able to absorb those nutrients. I take mine after breakfast every day, but anyways, there are two major kinds of fats, saturated and unsaturated fats. Saturated fats are typically solid at room temperature, so think butter and coconut oil. On the other hand, unsaturated fats are things like avocados, fatty fish like salmon, olive oil, seeds, and nuts. These two are your healthier fats. However, there are two other major kinds of fats that are not necessarily the healthiest. These are rancid and trans fats. So rancid fats are a form of unsaturated fat, but they become rancid due to the high level of processing and treatment with high heat, steam cleaning, and bleaching to remove the rancid smell. They're also lower in antioxidants due to the process, and they have BHT and BHA, which are toxic hormone disruptors and preservatives that are added to extend their shelf life. These are commonly found in processed oils such as canola, sunflower, corn, and soy. On the other hand, trans fats is another form of unsaturated fats that have been also exposed to high heat, but this time they're exposed to high heats to become saturated through a process called hydrogenation. Trans fats are also known for raising your LDL or bad cholesterol while lowering your HDL or good cholesterol. They can also disrupt the sex hormones, increase inflammation, and interfere with fertility. They're also commonly found in fried foods and commercially baked goods, and typically you can see how much trans fat is in your food on the nutrition label. So that was a lot of information to throw at you, so I just want to share some key takeaways for fat like I did with proteins and carbs. So the first one is to aim for lower processed fats like saturated and unsaturated fats in foods like wild-caught fish, pasture-raised eggs, grass-fed beef, extra virgin olive oil, cold-pressed and unrefined coconut oil, avocados, and raw nuts and seeds. The next one is that a low-fat diet isn't optimal for optimal health. Low-fat diets can lead to deficiencies, hormone imbalances, and infertility in both men and women. 
Like carbs and proteins, it's important to not cut any one of these macronutrients entirely out of your diet. With the last takeaway, if you are looking to increase the fat in your diet, try swapping out some of your low-fat grocery items for full-fat items. For example, swapping a low-fat yogurt for a full-fat Greek yogurt is a great place to start. As always, consult with your doctor about making any changes in your diet. And finally, I want to say that eating fat will not make you fat. Fat as a macronutrient isn't the same as the fat you can poke like on your stomach. So before we wrap up this episode, I want to talk about finding the right ratio for you. First, I want to put a disclaimer that in order to really find out what is best for you, work with a doctor that knows you and your health. This isn't medical advice. Finding the right ratio depends on many different factors and typically changes as the different factors in your life change, including activity levels, age, gender, health issues, and health goals. For example, as you age, you may want to increase your protein intake to maintain your muscle and longevity. And if you're a marathon runner, you will probably want to eat more carbs than the average person. That's why it's super important to figure out what is best for you and find the right ratio that will optimize your health. For me personally, the biggest part of my plate is always protein. I want to maintain my muscle and I find that works best specifically for me and especially for my health conditions like PCOS. I always try to get protein on my plate during every meal and I get a majority of my protein from animal products like I mentioned earlier from eggs and meat. I also get a lot of my fat through animal products, but I do eat a lot of olive oil, coconut oil, avocados, and have recently been implementing ghee into my diet. Finally, I do eat carbs, but I am the most mindful of my carb intake and how and when I eat them because I find that works best for me to have a higher protein breakfast and lunch at the beginning of my day and that my body responds better to more carbs at dinner or after dinner for dessert or something like that. That way, if I do have a blood sugar crash, I'm just usually about to go to bed and that works best for me. So lastly, I want to remind you all that having a healthy balance of all three macronutrients is essential for you and your health. And on that note, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you're able to take away something that I shared about macronutrients. And thank you again for listening. And I hope you have a good week, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Let's Get Real podcast. If you enjoyed our candid conversations about health and wellness, don't forget to subscribe for more real and raw insights. The best way to support the podcast is to rate and review. Also, if you'd like to connect with the podcast and I on social media, you can find us at at Mackenzie Missile and at Let's Get Real Pod on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok. I'd love to hear your thoughts, questions, or even share your own wellness journey with me. Lastly, remember your wellness journey is uniquely yours. Embrace the imperfections celebrate the victories, and let's continue this journey together. Until next time, stay real and stay well. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. As always, seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions that you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have heard in this podcast. Reliance on any information provided is at your own discretion.